And if you have fallen and given it to sin, you still have breath and you still have hope. You still have Christ that you can go to and you can cry out to God for uh, repentance and renewal. And he'll restore you when you humble yourself before him. You know, he know, Jesus does not refuse anybody that comes to him in repentance and faith. That was Jared Miller of God Over Porn preaching some gospel hope in our interview together. It can be so helpful and encouraging to hear the stories of other people's journeys of battling temptation and porn. Jared is a wonderful testimony of how God's grace has built him up not only to overcome porn in his own life, but to help others do the same through his ministry. You won't want to miss the insights he shares with me on this show. This is the Overcoming Porn Podcast. Let's cue the intro music, guys. Welcome to the Overcoming Porn Podcast, where it's all about helping you flee temptation, overcome porn, and live in lasting victory over sexual sin from a biblical perspective. Produced by the Titus II Institute. Welcome to the show. My name once again is George from the Titus II Institute, and we are a ministry dedicated to building up the next generation through counseling, coaching, and building online schools. And I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to our show and to learn more about the strategies and the biblical wisdom and insight that you need to overcome porn in your life. You know, maybe you are someone who has been struggling with porn for uh, over 10 years. Maybe you're a young man, not yet married, and you want to know how to slay this beast uh, because you want to get married in the future and you want to have sex according to God's design and you want to do that with you know, the woman of your life, your wife. You know, if you're someone who is here uh, because you have hidden shame and guilt uh, from indulging in pornography in your secret life and not too many people know about it, maybe you're here because you're looking for some encouragement in the fight because it can grow so weary it can be discouraging at times you can feel like you don't want to get back up and keep moving forward and brother i just want to encourage you lord that the victory is ours that's a motto that we have around here and it really speaks to the to the reality of the fact that you are victorious in christ and he has raised you spiritually from the dead you were once dead in your trespasses and sins, but now you are alive in Christ. You are a new creation uh, born out of water and the Spirit. Um, 
and God is powerfully at work in your life, living in you, working through you, giving you those holy and good desires to grow and helping you to persevere in this walk. And you are growing. And, you know, we want to come alongside you and help you grow. And today we have a really uh, special show because I have my uh, good friend on Jared Miller from God Over Porn. Uh, he is the founder of God Over Porn, which is an online ministry dedicated to reaching those bound by sex and pornography addiction through a community of love, grace, and hope with online support groups, Bible studies, and workshops. And I have had the privilege of serving with Jared Miller in his ministry. Uh, Titus II Institute has partnered with them to offer uh, a higher level of teaching, resources, accountability, and so today, you know, I'm going to interview my friend Jared Miller about, you know, his story with overcoming porn, his current struggles, and the biblical wisdom that he has learned along the way as he has journeyed for many years and has found substantial victory in his life and in his marriage over pornography and sexual sin. So if you have enjoyed this episode, you know, please give us a subscribe or a follow. Uh, give us a five-star rating on iTunes and a follow on Spotify or whatever platform you are listening to this podcast on. And, uh, you know, without further, further ado, here is my interview with Jared Miller of God Over Porn. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and get started. I'm going to welcome you guys all to the show tonight. My name is George from the Titus II Institute, and I also serve with God Over Porn. And I'm here with a very special guest tonight. Uh, Jared, why don't you uh, tell us how you're doing tonight? Man, brother, George, I'm feeling blessed, man. And uh, truly, you know, and not just the cliche, you know, as we say, like, hey, I'm blessed and highly favored. But no, like, truly. Like, I'm definitely doing much better than I deserve, man. And I'm grateful to be doing this with you too, tonight. Praise God. Awesome. Glad to hear it. So, Jared, before we begin uh, this interview, uh, you know, tell us a bit about yourself, whether that is personal or vocational, so we can get to know you a little bit. Okay. Well, my name is Jared Miller, and um, I currently reside in Dallas, Texas. I am 32 years old. I am a father of twins uh, that will be 11 years old this month. And uh, I work for an independent pro audio rep firm, you know, here in Dallas, Texas. I know that might sound crazy, but pretty much it's a small business where we help out organizations that need like musical equipment, like speakers, microphones, things like that, you know. And so we help out churches and things like that. You know, we actually, some of our sales reps, supply things for like td jakes his ministry and we send out stuff to the fbi like really we serve all like all contingents you know so nevertheless i want to get off into that but um you know i've been a christian since 2010 um the lord jesus saved my life um suddenly uh in 2010 you know i truly do believe that he saved me you know just according to his grace and mercy you know he heard the prayers of some saints, you know, I, I, I had a believing grandmother 
And uh, she really, really, you know, fought for me. You know, like we clashed growing up as when I was a kid and as a teenager, I was rebellious and just wanted to do what I wanted to do, you know? And uh, she was trying to steer my life in the right direction, but I didn't look at it like that. I looked at her as just somebody that was trying to control me, you know? So now being a grown man and her, you know, getting older, you know, I appreciate her life so much because she pours even now like so much into me and without her, I would not be the man that I am today, uh, believing on Jesus Christ. you know, and so I got introduced to pornography. Um, it's like I was aware of it probably as early as 12 or maybe 13 um, because I had like friends that kind of joked around about masturbation and, you know, whatever, because it was just kind of like what guys did. And for me, it was kind of like I-, I never indulged in it, but I just was aware of the act, you know. And so mm-hmm. um, it wasn't until um, I was probably about uh 15 maybe 16 years old when just one summer i was bored uh, my brother i knew that he had pornography you know again i was around it you know i was exposed to pornography in a sense where i would watch you know there was a show on bet called bet uncut and during and they it would come on late at night you know because it showed more inappropriate material on the videos that they wouldn't show during the day and so that, in a sense, was my way of being exposed to pornography, but I didn't put the porn and masturbation thing together. You know, it was just, oh, wow, I see a bunch of naked women, um, but I didn't really put the whole thing with pleasuring yourself with the images. I didn't put that together um, un- until I was a teenager in high school and I was bored. I found my brother's stash of pornography. And I feel like at that point, I just opened up Pandora's box and I'm 32 years old today, and I still um, battle, you know, with pornography to this day. Hmm. Great. Thank you for, you know, sh- sharing with us a bit about your life and your journey. And, you know, I just want to say praise God that uh, he poured out his grace in your life, and he answered uh, the prayers of faithful believers who believed in the power of prayer and believed in God's power to save. Um and now you're, you know, fully committed to the Lord and believing in Christ by faith, his death and resurrection, and uh, how he has washed you of your sins. And, you know, that's amazing to hear. Now, you shared with us that, you know, you were introduced to pornography. Uh, you know, how did that timeline coincide with you getting saved? Um. Well, I, I didn't get saved until I was 22 years old, um, mm-hmm. you know, but during the time when I, like I said, when I was a teenager, I knew that I was like really truly like at the height of my rebellion in the sense that I was aware of Jesus, but I did not want to uh, pursue Christ. But at the same time, I never looked at pornography as something sinful, especially when I first was exposed and indulging in it. Like I didn't see it like, oh, this is a sin against the Holy God. Um, that's something that I was not, I was not taught like, you know, that this is evil in the sight of God, you know, I look, it was more so like, hey, you just know in your conscience that this is wrong because you have to sneak to watch it. Like you have to make, you, you know, you're not just going to sit there and watch porn while your grandma and your mother is sitting right there on the couch, you know, you're going to wait until it's dark and nobody's around. It. So deep down in your heart, you know, it's wrong. So I knew it was wrong, but in the sin nature, you know, what's wrong feels right. So 
Um, it wasn't really until I got saved that, you know, like six years later, um, that I saw that this was a battle where this is actually a sin against the living God and it's actually a, an affront to him. And so that's yeah. what made me want to fight is the fact that this was actually a spiritual issue where it's actually like the devil's industry in a sense where he's using this to oppose God. I see. You know? I see. So tell me a bit about, you know, your experience now that uh, back then when you became a believer and then you uh, had that changed heart, you became a new creation and you realized that pornography and masturbation was a sin against the Holy God. You know, what was your experience with then wrestling with this, uh, with this thing that you used to hold so dear? And just the way you said it's how I held it so dear. I mean, it's like I was literally thinking about this before we talked today. I just was thinking about how, like, like how does one go from loving porn to hating porn? You know, like, is it because, oh, I lost, I, I lost a job, you know, like, oh, man, I lost a job because I was watching porn and I shouldn't have been. Like, is that going to cause you to hate porn? No. You know, you'll be ashamed of yourself for being caught in a circumstance like that. But, you know, I, what truly causes someone to hate porn when you once loved it is because you were introduced to a greater love, which is in Jesus Christ. You know, like truly like that's when I had the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's when I began to realize like, okay, like Jesus is better. And so I already was familiar with a uh, ministry called God over money. And so I was, uh, I actually had like a few uh, brothers that I was close with. Uh, they lived in different states. Like they lived in, Illinois, you know, that's where I'm from. Uh, and so these are just a few guys I kept close and we just were accountable to each other in a sense that we just would call each other up. If we were tempted in the moment, we would pray for each other. Or if we fell into sin, you know, we would call each other and we would pray together, things like that. Like that was something that we cultivated in our relationship early on when I was a new believer. Um, because like when I first became a Christian, like I was not even thinking about pornography or anything like that. Like simply all I wanted to do was just grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ more and more because I just was introduced to this savior, this God that I had been opposing, that I had been running from for so long. And finally it's like in the sense where like Solomon in the song of Solomon, where it says, I found the one that my soul loves. Like that's what happened when you become a Christian. It's like you find the one that your soul loves. And so once I saw that this is a thing that's a, uh, a threat to my walk with God, then this is when I began to hate it. And and then it's like, this is what we were talking about just a few minutes before we got on here. Just that's when the battle began. When I resolved to follow Christ, then that's when I saw the evil present right there with me to prevent me from doing so. Mm. I see, I see. Yeah, I mean, I love how you share with us um, how you had a complete heart transformation when you became a follower of Christ. And, you know, I experienced that same thing too, where, you know, you are throwing the whole world away because you just found that great pearl, that great treasure that's worth more than anything else. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, as you know, um, like, and like you said, uh, you know, that high mellows out eventually. And sure. we are left to face the reality of the fact that the flesh still lives in us. And 
the sinful habits and tendencies that we have been cultivating for 20 years of our lives, you know, are deeply rooted in who we are. And so, you know, first of all, you know, tell us how you sort of, uh, you know, approached uh, fighting temptation and overcoming porn. Like when you seriously started to want to quit, you know, how did you approach this struggle? Well, at that time, you know, I had wanted to, uh, and that's just uh, talking with various brothers, you know, just two of them, and my, along with my wife, you know, we just had a heart-to-heart conversation just about, like, our struggles, you know, and just then talking about what we need to do about this. Like, you know, I started seeing, like, started seeing, like, this is a, a problem, you know, and we need to talk, we need to address this matter. And so I felt that since, obviously, this is a secret sin, I believe one of the uh, greatest things that a person can do is expose it. And so Ephesians 5.11 is the verse that we ran with and that we founded the ministry upon is where he's, Paul says to take no part in the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose it. You know, so that's what we did. You know, we wanted to expose the deeds of darkness within the porn industry. But before we had to go about doing that, we needed to expose our very own heart towards pornography. Like it, it wasn't just simply, hey guys, porn is evil. You shouldn't watch it. You need to turn away. It's satanic. You know, it's like, no, like take the plank out of your own eye first, you know, and then you'll be able to tell your brother that that has something that's speck in their own eye. You know, and so Jesus really hit us in the heart with that very quick. And uh, from there, that's what we did. We just started speaking out about it, and then it just spread like wildfire. Mm. You're describing kind of the growth and the start of your ministry, God Over Porn. Right, right. And, and, and not even just the ministry itself, but just people being willing to come out and feel like this is okay. it's okay to talk about this. Like, it's okay. It's nothing wrong with, like, you know, you're, you're a Christian, sure, but you still have sin struggles. Like, we're not just talking about things that you used to do before you were converted, but the things that you still struggle, the things that you struggle with just last night, the things that you struggle with this morning when you woke up, the things that you struggle with on your lunch break, you know, like whatever it is, like, you know, we, we it's the whole point is just being transparent. And I was connected with another ministry called Transparent Ministries out of Arkansas uh, that's led by a great gentleman by the name of Brent Barrowcliffe. And he was somebody that really saw like our passion and what we were wanting to do. And again, it's not necessarily just about God over porn, but really, like I said, it was something that was starting with me, like, cause I wasn't necessarily aiming to start a ministry per se. It was really just wanting to start more sort of a movement, if you will, of believers, you know, that are not ashamed to talk about, you know, the things that they deal with, you know, but of course, over time I had to grow and understand that, okay, there's more to it than just talking about it, you know, so. I see. But, I see. But, well, but, that, that, but just shedding but just shedding that light on it in and of itself is like the greatest part of the battle, one of the greatest parts of the battle. Yeah. Amen, brother. Um, yeah, as it says in 1 John chapter 1, you know, if we walk in the light, um, uh, we will fellowship with God and with his people. And walking in yeah. the light there has the connotation of walking in this open, submission and transparency 
before the Lord. Yeah. And, you know, I just commend you guys for doing that and for championing that cause. Um, because like you said, um, you know, it's probably a particular sin that many Christians feel a lot of shame about, a lot of guilt, um, just because of the nature of it, how it's it's so willful in, in its disobedience against God um, yeah. and how, you know, enslaving it can be and uh, how easily it is to just kind of fly under the radar, you know, with many other sort of uh, enslavements such as substance abuse or whatnot, it's much harder to to kind of hide it from the outside world. But, you know, men can struggle for many years, decades, and no one would even know, you know, that they're viewing this stuff, consuming this stuff, and in bondage to this stuff. So I commend yeah, you for no. that, brother. Uh, so, you know, you kind of shared a bit about how uh, when you guys, when you were trying to overcome pornography, you know, you and your wife were talking about, um, you know, how you guys would approach it. Uh, can you kind of shed some light on, you know, how porn hurt? Uh, first of all, you know, you as a person in your relationship with the Lord and also your, your marriage. Um, yeah, well, it, well, it definitely, you know, affected me, you know, physically, you know, physically it has effects on you. I think that's one of the things that we often downplay as Christians, you know, that there is a uh, physical element to this. You know, it's the scripture does mention how sexual sin is a sin against your own body, you know, and so it does have, you know, an effect on your body in a sense where intimately, you know, you have issues where you, you can't really function right or not even just with that you know but mentally as well like when you're uh just kind of going into like the marriage aspect of it like mentally you can't even really truly enjoy your spouse in that moment because you have your your mind is filled with the junk that you consume just you know it, it, so it had effects on me physically um definitely spiritually in a sense where anytime i've indulged it and even still to this day uh, it really afflicts and wounds the conscience. Um, and it, in a sense, it, you feel like alienated from God. Because like you said, like the willful disobedience behind it, where you just, when we're, as Christians, Matthew Henry said that, you know, we sin against light. So at this point, when we sin, we know what we're doing. Like sinners, even those who are dead in their trespasses and sins, knows that what they're doing is wrong. They may not necessarily perceive it as sin against God, but they know in their conscience that God has given them, they know that their deeds are wrong. So us as Christians, though, when we sin, like we know that we are deliberately sinning before a holy God, you know, the omniscient God. You know, when we shut the doors in our rooms or whatever, we try to hide in that, that corner and that crevice, thinking that, oh, nobody can see us, but we know that God sees the all-seeing God sees what we're doing. And it's like in moments like that, we show our lack of fear for God, you know, that we don't fear him perfectly as we should. And yeah. that really affected me because the fear of God is truly a treasure, you know, and that's something that we should delight in. And so I, the more I struggle with this, the more I pray, pray to God still to this day, pray to God. Like I want to grow in the fear of God because that's what's going to help us in our battle against the sin, the mm -hmm. sin in general. 
Yeah, very true, very true. And because of our lack of fear in God, that perpetuates the foolishness of how we live out our lives, right? In Proverbs, it says the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. And so without sure. the fear of the Lord, we have no wisdom. We're foolish people running around yeah. looking for anything to satisfy us. Okay, so you yeah. talked about, you know, how it affected you physically and, and, and mentally, you know, in your ability to love your wife, to be intimate with her. You know, you shared with us, you know, how it uh, really negatively affected your relationship with the Lord. Um, you know, talk about uh, as well, you know, how has porn, you know, hurt your wife and how you guys have, you know, grown in uh, your struggle with that. Yeah, um, well, definitely, you know, it hurt my wife just in the sense where, like, you know, she just couldn't tr like couldn't trust me, you know, like anytime she would, you know, go out to run an errand, you know, like I will always seek an opportunity to, oh, okay, this is the time where she's gone, you know, and so now I had a chance to indulge in my pleasures. And so I think like deep down, she knew that that's what I was going to do. And she almost got to a place where she just got numb. And she was like, you know what? Like, in a sense, like, I don't even care what he does because, like, he's just going to do what he does anyway. And not that she's permitting me to do it in a sense, but it's like, hey, like, I can't stop him. And only the Lord can really deal with me and straighten me out, you know? And so it's almost like, in a sense, she just turned me over to God and she just stopped caring, you know? And I think that that's a dangerous place to be in a marriage where your spouse no longer cares about you pursuing holiness. Um, and she may not have looked at it like that at the time, but now it's like, she's more intentional. She's more in my life and she's making sure that I'm pursuing holiness in all areas, not just in, if I'm guarding my eyes, but you know, what I, uh, the other things I can be consuming online. That, and if, if I, if she notices that I'm not spending that time with God as I should, she's going to call me out on it and she's going to hold me accountable to it. And so really that, um, you know, so it definitely hurt her in the sense that it hurt just our, our trust. And that's something that we're still building. We're still repairing, you know, even now, you know, we're still, that's something that we're still building. It's going to take some time, you know, uh, like you said, we spent many years doing foolish deeds and these things don't just go away just the moment you're saved. Like see your sins are forgiven, you know, when you are saved and things like that, but like there's the, the consequences and all those things still remain. You know, mm -hmm. and so there's definitely a gradual process in this for sure. For sure. Yeah. Amen to that. Um, I want to thank you, you know, for sharing um, those thoughts with us, you know, about how um, it affected your marriage. You know, I appreciate that. And I'm sure that many of the brothers out there um, are struggling with the same thing, um, you know, in your opinion and experience and wisdom, you know, how might a married couple um, battle pornography together? And, and what's the, the best thing that a wife can do? You know, I'm sure your wife is such a godly example and has, you know, endured and, and forgiven much. So, you know, what place does a spouse have in, you know, helping you guys and your marriage in the fight against pornography? Um, truly, uh, and this is something that's, you know, 
are still growing in the knowledge of, you know, but your spouse, your wife in this context is, you know, your greatest asset in this battle. Like, sure, you can have brothers that hold you accountable. You know, I have brothers at my church that I go to and confide in and confess sin to and things like that. But honestly, like your wife is one flesh with you, you know, and so it's like she knows you more than anybody else would besides Jesus himself. You know, and so I think that it's important to for us as men to be vulnerable and to let our wives in, you know. And so now as far as how much you're willing to share those moments, that's between that's up that's between you guys, that's in the you know, the context of your own marriage. You have to know, you know, how far you can go and how much you were willing to share. That's between you guys, you know. But I would just say that for the most part, just being willing to open up and be vulnerable and to express your weaknesses to your spouse. Like I would be open and tell my, my wife, like, Hey babe, like, you know, during this particular time of day, this is when I'm more prone to temptation, for example, you know? And so she would be good to text me around that time. She won't do it like every single day, but at least she's mindful. Like, okay, like my husband is, you know, prone. And so she sees that I'm also taking effort, into fighting as well and that i'm not just being lackadaisical with my battle and just oh god's gonna fight my battles and i can just kick my feet up like no like i'm taking practical steps to fight and just to show her that i'm willing to lay my life down as ephesians 5 tells us to for our mm. spice for our wives cool great those are really helpful and uh, i'm sure that the, the married men out there uh, who are listening will be greatly helped by those points uh you talked about practical steps towards you know fighting pornography you know can you give us some practical steps that you have employed um and things that you have found effective um honestly i believe one of the greatest weapons that we have in this battle is in psalm 119 you know it's honestly it's the word of god you know it is the word of the lord the word of the lord is truly like a lust repellent like I say it for me personally, because like, and I'm talking about day and night meditating on the word of God, like day and night, you wake up in the morning with the word of God in your mind and in your heart, you all day. Like if you had to, you know, play it on your U version all day long, do it, you know, because I realized like if I'm on my phone and I'm just browsing, like that's time that I can be, you know, doing anything, you know, um, I can be doing, you know, trying to get better in my crafts, you know, or I can be, you know, spending time with the Lord doing something, you know, instead of wasting it, dumping all that time into something that's not going to satisfy, you know, and so I would just say for me, um, lately, especially as of late, um, just being having a Bible plan, a reading plan, where you just know, like, you're going to have something to read every single day, and you're going to be intentional about spending time in God's word. Uh, Psalm 119, uh, the psalmist said, you know, like your word I have hidden in my heart so that I may not sin against you. Um, you know, and so in the case, though, that we do sin, you know, we have to keep short accounts with God and we should confess and repent immediately. You know, um, but yeah, another thing, you know, again, it's according to the word of God uh, fleeing in some times of temptation, like in those moments where you still just feel like, oh, I still just want to push through and I just want to feed this flesh. Like the scripture says to flee sexual morality. So there's literally it's been times where I would put myself in a sense where I would make provision for myself, for the flesh, as Paul warned us not to make provision for the flesh. 
But there was times where I had made provision for the flesh, but there's still even a chance where you can escape. You know, God will not put too much upon you where you cannot escape and endure the pressure that temptation gives, that it comes with. Amen. Temptation doesn't have to crush us. It doesn't. So you talked about the Word of God and meditating upon the Word of God. You talked about fleeing um, temptation. You talked about confession, right? Confessing yeah. and repenting to the Lord immediately. Um, yeah. Can you think of any other practical tips that uh, you have found helpful? Yeah, I mean, honestly, reaching out to, you know, people that you're accountable to, you know, like picking up the phone and, you know, closing out of that app, you know, and reaching out to the, making that phone call, sending a text saying, hey, I need prayer. Like those are ways that you're denying your flesh. You know, Jesus says that you, he calls us to deny ourselves, you know, and so you're denying yourself in a sense where you may want to, you know, indulge in a pleasure, you know, but you're saying like, no, I don't want to do that. You know, I would rather obey Christ. And that's where, you know, we have, we find true pleasure in doing that, you know? Um, and then again, also too, just pray. I mean, again, I, I know it might sound cliche, but prayer, you know, like I, I, one, one thing I do every day is I pray the Lord's prayer, you know, and just always being mindful that I need to be forgiven of sin and also to forgive people of sin against me. But just the Lord's prayer cultivates a neediness, you know, for us, like towards God, where we're constantly in need of God. Like it talks about our provision for our food, you know, like everything it covers. It's all encompassing that short prayer and something. So just really just prayer. You know, prayer and reading the word together, that's a, that's a, you know, we're in a fight. So that's like a one-two combo right there. You know, along with preaching the gospel to yourself, like that's a knockout blow. You know, like, so we have to, we have to realize we're in a fight. You know, like if you're not reading the word and you ain't praying, your flesh and the devil in the world are just beating you up, you know. And I get beat up sometimes, I do, because sometimes I don't desire the word as I should. Sometimes I don't pray as I should. I don't remember the gospel as I should. And sometimes I just go AWOL as a Christian, you know. But one thing about our good Lord is he always brings us back to himself. Amen. He holds us fast. Amen. That's powerful, man. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, I love that one, two, you know, jab, cross, and then the uppercut with the yeah, man. preach the yeah, gospel like, the to gospel yourself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, you know, sure. kind of unpack what that means, preach the gospel to yourself. What do you mean when you say that? I mean, because I think a lot of times when we say as Christians to preach the gospel, we automatically think about preaching the girl, preaching the gospel to the lost to be to save people. You know, but I think we forget to remember that the gospel is also for saved people. You know, the gospel is, you know, like in a sense, like it's the power of God into salvation for all that believe. And as a Christian, we don't just believe once. We don't just repent once. We repent and believe every single day. So we need the gospel every single day because we sin every single day. And I, it, the gospel reminds us that it's all Christ and it's not of me, you know, that I cannot rely upon myself to keep the law of God perfectly because I can't keep the law of God perfectly for five minutes. You know, like I, the Bible wants us to love the Lord, our God perfectly. 
He doesn't want us to just love him with our best. He wants us to love him perfectly. You know, Jesus said, be perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. Like none of us are able to fulfill that command. None of us are able to do that. But Jesus did it in our place. You know, when he died on the cross for our sins over 2000 years ago, like he lived the perfect life. Like he lived the life that I could never live. And he died the death that I should have died. And not just that, but he also rose from the dead on the third day. And now he's seated in heaven and he intercedes for us and he prays for us according to the will of God. And so these are const- these are realities that we need to preach to ourselves because we get condemned, like our conscience condemns us, our hearts condemns us, Satan, he condemns us, you know, but we need to remind ourselves of the gospel that it is God who justifies, who is it that condemns, you know, it is Christ who overcame for us. And so we need to remind ourselves of these things, because if we don't, we will be crushed by the weight of this world and by the weight of sin. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you just heard the gospel spelled out for you. And thank you for the exhortation, you know, to preach that good news to ourselves. Uh, That good news that, you know, we are forgiven. That good news that Christ is our identity. The good news that, you know, we will be forever with the Lord. Yes. And that he is our treasure. Amen. And, yes. you know, that gives us the joy and, and the hope to throw away all of our idols and just run, you know, wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly towards Christ. Amen. Amen. That's the aim, man. That's the aim. That's the goal. <laughs> you know, uh, just one day at a time. You know, that's one thing I will say as well. Just do it one day at a time. Like, don't worry about next week. You know, don't worry about tomorrow. You know, just deal with right now what's in front of you this moment. And be thankful for the moment that you have before you right now. You know, that the Lord is keeping you a perfect peace, that you haven't fallen and given into sin. And if you have fallen and given into sin, you still have breath and you still have hope. You still have Christ that you can go to and you can cry out to God for uh, repentance and renewal. And he'll restore you when you humble yourself before him. You know, he know, Jesus does not refuse anybody that comes to him in repentance and faith. You know, yes. No one can say that Jesus rejected them when they came to him in repentance and faith. No one can say that. You know, yeah. Jesus always is ready to receive those that are, that, that are, are repentant, that those that are needing his forgiveness. Like he's so ready to forgive. He's so rich in mercy and grace. Like he, he's always ready to forgive. I think uh, Charles Spurgeon said that God is more ready to forgive than we are to sin. You know, like, I don't know if it was Spurgeon that said that or not, but it's just so encouraging to know that we have a God that truly cares about us and knows our weaknesses and knows our needs and our sufferings and our longings and our tears. He's intimately acquainted with us. Like, we don't have to feel that God is so far away from us. And if we do feel that way, it's because we've distanced ourselves from him. You know, so yeah. if you're distant, if you're feeling distant, come back, come home. Yeah. You receive you. Yeah. What, what a gracious God that we have, you know, who will True, always man. be there 
to receive us and not just receive us, but like the prodigal son's father come running towards us with open arms. Um, so I want to shift and talk a bit about, um, you know, the ministry that, uh, that you started God over porn. I think it's fascinating and uh, really encouraging that, you know, yes, you had a personal struggle with pornography and you were, um, you know, giving it your all to, to resist and overcome it. Uh, but then also you, you felt that there was a need to build into others to uh, expose these works of darkness to others and to, like you said, start a movement of other brothers, you know, uh, reaching out about their struggles, joining arms in the fight. Um, you know, talk to me about, you know, how that happened and why you kind of felt like that was necessary. Um, well, because I, f I feel that like for me, I, I didn't realize, I didn't realize that pornography was so widespread among the church. And like when we initially started, like, I didn't know all the facts. Like I did not know that. I mean, I knew about ministries like triple X church just a little bit, you know? Um, but for the most part, um, like I said, I didn't really see a bunch of like conversation about this, especially um, among, you know, not to make it about a race thing, but, you know, among, you know, African-American, you know, the, in the community, you know, I actually was at a conference in North Carolina, uh, back in 2016, it was a, uh, like a, it was called the set free summit. And it was like a whole bunch of anti-porn ministries that converged and got together. And we learned a whole lot about the, the mission. Like everybody's all together for one cause and it's to, you know, overcome porn, you know, and so, and to help people do the same. And so it's like when you see that, you know, Jesus Christ is the only way to victory, when you begin to realize that, like, as a believer, you will hope that like, you will want other people to know that, too. Like, when you first became a Christian, it's like, yo, wow, like, you like you were kind of like the Samaritan woman, like, going around telling everybody about him. Like, let me tell you about a man, you know, who told me about everything I ever did. You know, like, you just want to tell everybody. You know, and so that's just how it started. You know, I just started talking to people, not a whole bunch about like, yeah, my victories and stuff like that, but no, like my struggles. You know, I started talking about like the fact that like, this is something that I struggle with, you know, and not just, hey man, you know, I got, I've been set free for three years and I'm gonna give you 12 steps on how to do this. Like no 12 step program. And I'm not knocking guys that do that, you know, but I'm just saying that for me, I found that ineffective. You know, because ultimately we are giving people these programs and regimens to, but not understanding that this is a heart issue. You know, the heart needs to be renewed. The heart needs to be transformed. The mind needs to be renewed. Uh, there needs to be serious heart work, you know, and I'm sure that in these 12 step programs, they involve heart work. You know, I'm not saying that these programs are bad in of itself, but it's almost like we are still trying to provide man with the ability so, so giving man the ability that they in themselves can do it. And the Christian message is saying, no, you cannot do it. That Jesus, as a matter of fact, says that apart from me, you can do nothing. He makes it very clear. He does not, there's no shade of gray with that. And so pretty much, like I said, though, like initially when we started God of a Porn, that was in 2013, in January 2013. Um, like I said, just having a conversation with a good friend of mine, his name was Kendrick Green. 
And I was talking with my wife as well. And we just started saying like, hey man, like, you know, we just need to speak up. And then, you know, once that happened, you know, we threw the name God of Porn out there, it stuck. And then from there, we had the mission, we had the, we had the uh, mission, Ephesians 5.11 to do that. And we started executing that. And we started seeing like instant results, you know, where like, it's literally seemed like overnight where just so many believers were just coming out, not just thanking us for saying something, but just offering people a safe place. So we immediately began starting groups where people can go into and start talking about it more. So this is some, it's a system that we've been doing for seven years, you know, and I'm just grateful to that God would even use this wretch to even do anything like this, because this is not something that I like, I didn't see myself being used in that capacity. Like I, my mission in my heart was to reach people. And still my passion is to see like guy that reach like game members and drug dealers and things like that. Cause that's another life that God saved me from. And so that's like my, my heartbeat, you know, but God, like he gave me porn and I was like, Whoa, I didn't see that coming, you know? Mm. And so I'm thankful for guys like you, you know, and other, you know, ministry partners that's come along along the years, you know, to really uh, aid and help out because I've learned that this is a huge monster and it's going to take the whole body of Christ to fight and not just one man. Yeah. I hear you. And that's one of the things that I really appreciate, you know, about um, yourself and, and the ministry that you guys have started. And that is that, you know, you guys are centered upon the gospel of Christ as the vehicle for change in men's hearts. And like you said, you know, the transformation of the heart is so key in this area. Now, I think that's where a lot of men get really discouraged because they try the programs, they, they read the books, they try the challenges, they count the days, and they're putting their hope in, like you said, things that are man-made. But we know that the scriptures are sufficient for all things pertaining to life and godliness. Yeah. And that, you know, it's it's fully complete to equip the man of God to complete every good work he has to do in this life. And so, um, you know, you know, that's why, you know, we're partnering with you guys and, you know, that's why, um, you know, we're linking arms. And also, you know, I find that uh, it's really encouraging that, you know, you have spoken out and, and you have sought to help other believers in this struggle. Uh, because I, I think that too many men think that this is just a personal struggle mm. and that the, their goal is just to one day be completely free of temptation, of pornography, of lust, of masturbation, and then just go on living their lives. Whereas God has such a greater plan and greater vision for that person. Now, first of all, to teach him along the journey to trust him more and lean upon him more and to walk by faith um, in their lives but then also to equip them and empower them with the experiential wisdom uh, from walking with god to aid others and help others to disciple others like that's jesus's call to us 
to make disciples and teach them how to obey everything that Christ has commanded. And so, you know, that doesn't mean that everyone who struggles with porn is going to eventually become some specialized porn counselor. But until you, you see that, you know, this struggle, you know, is a stepping stone in your journey of God preparing you for ministry in his church to other believers. Um, you know, your vision is, is too small and, you know, your, your idea of what God is doing in your life is just too puny. He has just such a bigger plan for, for all of us. And, you know, I hope the men out there who are listening, see that. And, um, you know, Jared, you're just a wonderful example of someone who has, um, you know, made such great progress in your own life. And, you know, God is still faithful and at work in you. And he has moved you to, to take what you have learned and to share it with others and to seek that other be, others be built up and blessed, you know, through the life that you have lived. So I appreciate you, brother. <laughs> But I appreciate you as well, man. You guys have been a, a great encouragement as well. Like I wouldn't be able to do it, you know, just without you guys and your assistance. You know, I I, I truly, truly appreciate it more than you know. Amen. Thank you so much. So, you know, the last question that I always ask uh, when I have guests on the show, you know, is, you know, what advice would you give that guy, you know, who has tried for many years to overcome porn, but still feels like he has no victory what would you say to him well i would just say um just to lay down all of your efforts and all of your trying and just simply trust you know and i know it sounds almost like a hallmark movie or something like that you know but honestly to trust jesus and not just intellectually trust you know that he's capable you know, but really just like receiving that truth, you know, like daily, like again, and it's a daily thing, you know, so it's not something where it's like, okay, yes, I believe. And now all of a sudden my issues and struggles are going to go away. Like, no, like, because we believe we're going to be tested and we need to be ready for that. And so still, even in that trusting in God at all times, you know, trusting in God, that he's able to deliver us from temptation. And in, and, and in the case that you do fall and succumb to temptation, that you have a faithful God that is there to uplift you when you fall, you know? And so really, again, this Christian walk is day by day, moment by moment, you know, trusting in Christ. So just rely on Jesus. You know, Jesus says in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, to come to me, all you who are burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You know, your soul is weary, you know, give all your struggles, your anxieties, give it all to Christ, and then you will find rest for your soul. That's a promise. Yeah. Thank you for those words of life, brother, those words of hope and words of encouragement. You know, if you're listening right now and, you know, you resonated with that question um, and uh, what Jared has said, Give us a like, give us a thumbs up, you know, give us a comment about, you know, how this message has impacted you tonight. Um, so Jared, you know, before we go, you know, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight and sharing your heart and 
telling us about your story and your testimony and you know ultimately um telling us how good the lord is um, and how powerful he is to save sinners from sin and lead them into you know progressive righteousness in their lives um why don't you uh tell people a bit about uh, your ministry god over porn and uh where people can find you online if they want to get in contact um well yes um to stay in contact with me um you can first and foremost you know with god over porn you know we're on instagram at the gop app and on instagram that's really we we, should, we post on there as well but we also have a mobile app for god over porn where we send out uh daily alerts scripture you know podcasts things like that just to give you encouragement just throughout your day uh to help you in the fight you know so we're on facebook twitter um actually no i'm sorry on twitter i changed it to the chief of sinners because that's something also that i'm doing where acknowledging and realizing that you know i am the chief of sinners in the sense that i feel like you know i'm the worst of the worst you know and so um you know, there's no goodness in us but Christ, man. You know, so again, just if you want to stay in contact with us, I'm Jared Miller Sr. on Facebook. Feel free to add me. Um, again, follow us on Instagram at the GOP app and at the Chief of Sinners. Um, this is a pleasure to be able to do this in conjunction with the Titus 2 team. George, thank you very much, man. No problem. And God Overborn also has three amazing Facebook groups. Uh, where you can go there and find you know, teaching resources, yes. accountability, other like-minded brothers and sisters. They have a group for married men, a group for single men, and a group for women. So, yes. you know, if you're looking for further accountability and support in your struggle, be sure to check those out. Anyways, indeed, indeed. I want to, you know, sincerely thank you, Jared, for sharing your heart with us, for encouraging us and firing us up. Thank you for being on the show. Take care, my friend. Amen. Thank you, brother. God bless you, man. Wow. I mean, what powerful, gospel-filled words that Jared Miller spoke to us during my interview that I had with him. And what a wonderful example of a brother who has had uh, a heart for other believers and for the church in order to equip and help other men through this struggle and he started this ministry during a time when not many people were speaking about this epidemic that was going on in the church and that is still going on to this day and so if you were helped if you were encouraged if you were strengthened in any way by this podcast episode uh brother if you could please bless us with a follow on spotify or a five star uh, rating and review on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you get your podcasts on. That would really help us reach more men who are struggling with this same issue that you are struggling with today. And if you are looking for further help in your struggle with uh, temptation and sexual sin, be sure to check out our free resource, The Overcoming Porn Blueprint. And these are the four directions of attack that you need in order to overcome porn in your life. And it, what comes along with it is a 10-day companion email course where we will walk you through step-by-step -step on how to implement this blueprint into your life to produce those 
changing results and get you set up so that you have the best chance in slaying this beast and you're in the best position to overcome pornography in your life. And you can get this free resources by going to Titus 2 Institute. That's Titus with the number 2 Institute.com forward slash blueprint. Get yours today. And also, as Jared mentioned, there are three online Facebook groups for God Over Porn that you can check out as well. Just look them up in your Facebook group called God Over Porn men's group and you will find it there there are three groups there's one for single men there's one for married men and there's one for women as well because we know that uh, women struggle with pornography too and so thank you once again for listening to the show and we will see you next time and in the meantime as we always say the victory is ours god bless you brothers hey brother Are you struggling with porn? Have you tried time and time again to leave it behind, but you keep falling into the same cycle of committing sin, feeling immense shame, getting back at square one, only to fall again? And all along the way, you feel like you're dying a slow death. If so, then I invite you to check out the Titus 2 Overcoming Porn community. The Titus 2 Overcoming Porn community is the exclusive online membership community for dedicated men who want to cut off pornography and live in lasting freedom over sexual sin. Whether you're falling daily into pornography and masturbation, or you have made good progress and you are just looking for further growth and accountability, then the Titus II Overcoming Porn community is perfect for you. Our membership community combines teaching, counseling, accountability, and community to give you everything you need to overcome porn. You will be plugged into a powerful community of men who understand your struggle and who have the ability to mentor, encourage, and empower you on your journey to freedom. We will be with you every step of the way. So if you're interested, check out Titus2Institute.com. That's Titus with the number 2, Institute.com forward slash overcoming dash porn. And remember, brothers, the victory is ours. Thank you for listening to the Overcoming Porn podcast. We hope that this podcast and our other resources can equip you to find freedom over porn and lust. Please visit Titus 2 Institute. That's Titus with the number 2 institute.com for all of our other resources.